सलाम नमस्ते सच्चाकाल रेडियो जिंदगी 1170 सुन रहे हैं आप और आपको आवाज से पता ही चल गया होगा कि हु इज बैक जी हां दोस्तों आज स्वाति इज बैक हियर आप सबसे एक छोटी सी छुट्टी लेके आई जस्ट कम बैक ऑन कैंडिड कॉन्वर्सेशन विद रेनू डिलन अगर आप हमें पहली बार सुन रहे हैं तो आपको बता दें कि दिस शो एज एवरी ट्यूजडे 7:30 एंड वी टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स दैट मैटर कभी बच्चों के बारे में कभी औरतों के बारे में कभी दुनिया के बारे में कभी आपकी अपनी सिटी के बारे में सो इफ यू हैव एनी इंटरेस्ट इन एनी ऑफ दीज टॉपिक्स और इफ यू want to bring your own topics to us then don't forget to write to us renud at gmail.com r-e-n-n-u-d at gmail.com or you can also write to me swati at radiozindagi.com वैसे शो आप पहली बार सुन सकते हैं ऐसा हो सकता है कि आप पहली बार सुन रहे हैं पर अगर बेरिया में आप पुराने हैं तो आपने जीनियस किड्स का नाम जरूर सुना होगा एंड दिस शो इज ब्रॉट यू बाय जीनियस किड्स देव गॉट थर्टी सेवन से ज्यादा सेंटर्स अक्रॉस बेरिया सैक्रोमेंटो एंड ट्रेसी एंड इफ यू हैव एनी चाइल्ड केयर नीड्स Do not forget to check out geniuskidsonline.com. With that, let me welcome हमारी जो co-host हैं हमारी genius behind the genius kids, the CEO and the founder of Genius Kids, Miss Renu Dillon. How have you been? Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. You left me and ran away for weeks. And what did you do to the weather? I left no, nice. No, you brought this from <laughs> India. We did, you brought this. This is your monsoon. I should have just known. Your terrific bomb cyclone monsoon. I know. What's with that? But how have you been? Doing very well. I have to say special thank you to RJ Vedika she took good care of me yeah better than me no you both are very good okay good yeah, i was trying to put you in the spot yeah, <laughs> no you can't put me in the spot but she was very good so thank you if you're listening and driving home thank, thank you, you vedika good, yeah. yes yeah. all right so it's great to be back and it's great to be here on this show because me and vedika were just talking that you know you, you do so many shows but this show genuinely has things that we take away as rjs and presenters you know with us the thoughts that we take away uh, with us so it's so amazing so टॉपिक्स की बात करते हैं हम बहुत सारे टॉपिक्स टच कर चुके हैं आज भी हम एक स्पेशल टॉपिक लेके आए हैं जो टेल अस व्हाट द टॉपिक एब्सोल्युटली सो वेरी स्पेशल पर्सन आल्सो कनेक्टेड विद मी थ्रू जीनियस किड्स आई हैव वन ऑफ माय फॉर्मर पेरेंट्स हुज चिल्ड्रन आई वाज इन्वॉल्व्ड इन टीचिंग एक्चुअली वाज दे टीचर फॉर आई थिंक टू ऑफ द किड्स एंड आई लॉस्ट इन यू नो लॉस्ट टच बिकॉज़ यू नो आई मूव्ड ऑन टू अदर थिंग्स एंड नेचुरली थैंक्स टू फेसबुक आई रीड अ पोस्ट अबाउट मारिया एंड हर रीसेंट एक्सपीरियंस with breast cancer and i was really taken back cuz i had no idea that this has happened and as a woman and i i you know i'm always aware of things like this and i know many of us always think it's never going to happen to me and we just brush it off or we just put it down as our annual mammogram we put it on our calendar and we think I'll go in I'll get it done and that's right. it. Yeah. And I feel it's such an important topic to talk about and especially to talk to people who've experienced it and gone through this journey because then the rest of us can at least understand and also learn and get some education on this. So on that note I want to invite Maria Devasi and I've said that correctly yeah, I hope. Right. Yeah. Okay. And she's a software executive working in the Bay Area for the last 20 years. Her and Binu have three kids, Kate and Paul who are in high school who are my students. So hi Kate, hi Paul if you're listening. and anya was a tiddly little choti twinkle in the who's now in 6th grade and all three of them attended genius kids when they were little maria is a sports enthusiast you can already say we won't talk about my sports tennis player loves to bake and then she was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2018 and i've invited her to share a story to raise awareness and to reach out and hopefully to reach out to others and others can reach out to her to benefit from learning about her journey because every story is so unique and different and on that note welcome to candid conversations and thank, thank you, you so, so much right now hello no. and welcome thank you so let's begin with um so in 
you you found out about this last year we were talking in the lobby earlier mm-hmm. so let's back up and say that your mom you mentioned that your mom had cancer when she was in her 50s right so and you were you alerted at that time to say well you know mom was should I bring this mic down yeah. say my mom was alerted so um mom had cancer so i need to be on the alert and i better and be very careful right and i've been doing mammograms for the last 44 uh, or 5 years uh, because of that right i've always been aware of the uh, genetic history uh, and so i've been doing mammograms pretty regularly uh and uh so when i in last year so this was early 2018 um i started to feel a little lump mm-hmm. in my breast and i'd been doing mammograms it was nothing concerning from the doctor's office uh i was also you know eat pretty well i exercise i breastfed each of my kids for 12 months and all of these are factors that are supposed to reduce the supposed risk reduce, of breast cancer right. yeah so when i felt the lump you know i ignored it initially i was like i just got a mammogram done um there's nothing you know I'm just overthinking it. Uh but it's strange connection. You know, I had this really bad shoulder pain for about a a year before that and I was going through physical therapy, chiropractic sessions. I even went to India and did so I was that intense of a shoulder pain. It was a really intense shoulder pain. So much so that I even quit my job at the end of 2017. Um because of that to take care and spend more time with the shoulder. But there was one physical therapist and this was a uh, a person in Palo Alto where I used to work. Uh when he was working on my shoulder just randomly he said uh my girlfriend's going through breast cancer surgery and you know what she has a really bad shoulder pain just like you and at that time I had just done a mammogram and I thought mammograms were the gold standard for determining if you had breast cancer and I I ignored And they didn't find the lump at that time they when did not. They so did not. And and, okay. they, and the thing is they say there's dense tissue and they right. don't say anything more mm-hmm. on the result. Right. Uh and in some states there's a requirement to do ultrasound after that not not here. So um but when I started feeling the lump I you know just randomly thought about this one conversation and i uh went to the doctor and i i had a couple of other aches and pains now that i had the time i was working out my knee was hurting uh my back was paining and i said well i had three things to talk about one was my knee pain one was a slump and the other one was a back and uh the doctor was saying that she had about 10 minutes for the appointment and to pick two issues so i spent half the time lecturing her on how they need to change the system yeah, yeah. i was yeah. going to say <laughs> yeah and then when i when i did uh you know i fortunately that day i picked my knee and the lump and because i brought that up uh she's recommended that i do an ultrasound so a couple of weeks after that my husband asked me um he said didn't you have a follow up from that and i was like you know she didn't seem to concerned i'll get to it so mm-hmm. i went for the ultrasound not expecting anything dramatic but the moment the ultrasound technician did the scan i knew something was off she called a supervisor uh they recommended that i do a biopsy right and the, right then and there and then i broke down it was becoming real for me i mean till then it was just a thought in my head mm. and at that point it was becoming real uh the actual result uh came in a couple of uh, days uh, sitting by, you know, on the computer looking at the pathology reports and if it's been updated and it came up as uh, malignant and invasive ductal carcinoma and my daughter Kate who's a senior now she was looking it up and telling me mom this is what it means wow oh yeah. wow even until i spoke to you i thought mammograms were the gold yeah. standards yeah but and um, um, they usually are uh good to detect but if you have dense tissue 
they can't look further than that. So you right. need to follow it up with an ultrasound. Sometimes they'll recommend, you know, come back for another one. And, and, they, yeah. and, okay. in, and, and yeah. I've been doing, this was, yeah. you know, I've, uh, I've been doing at least four or five mammograms in yeah. the time that I have uh, been able to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What so was your first, sorry, what yeah. was your first reaction? I mean, um, shock disbelief. Uh, I think it was a little numb. Right? Um, my kids say, mom, you were a little numb at that time because I was still processing it. Uh, my, my husband and my kids knew along with me and each of them had a different reaction. Uh, my Kate was in research mode trying to figure that out. Uh, my son Paul, who's a sophomore, he was like, mom, my grandma had it. So, mm-hmm. and you know, she's 25 years later, she's running around. You're going to be fine. This is something you need to take care of. And my youngest, Anya, uh, she was, uh, she was in the fifth grade at that time and she was like so mom if you're going to be busy with the surgeries and uh, you know dad's busy working then do we need to go stay with my husband as a sister in Atlanta do we need to go stay with Anjumai uh, wow know? I mean <laughs> I like the way she thinks she's like alright we know this is a problem let's yeah. get to it <laughs> exactly. yeah for me I thought I was strong um, till a group of my very close friends just asked me how I was doing and I completely broke down and they became my very strong support, uh, support system wow uh, the tough part is actually telling, uh, you know, in-laws and parents, yes. my siblings, because because they this is a very topic very close yeah. to them. And they hear the C word and then everybody's that's reaction right. is always yeah, the worst so scenario. That's yeah. right. So what have been the steps that you've taken um, now to treat yourself? What What is... Right. So... Um, the good news, and so this is, so as I was kind of going through the process, uh, first you have to figure out where you're going to get treated, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, a, a good friend of mine at Stanford, she recommended a doctor there, and so I started the process over there. Uh, my brother-in-law is an oncologist, and so he provided a lot of support and guidance. And uh, the good news from what the doctors were saying is that I have a tumor called ERPR positive HER2 negative. Uh, and what that means is that it is um, a, a very successful, you can treated successfully and it responds to estrogen and hormone based treatments. They initially thought it was a stage one. Uh, and so uh, I had a couple of options right away. Uh, to first step is to remove the lump, right? Mm-hmm. So you could do a lumpectomy, which is typically a three, four hour surgery, and it takes away the lump, which is followed by radiation usually. Or you could do a mastectomy uh, where, where you, and then chemotherapy depending on how the tumor mm-hmm. uh, is. So my first reaction was, well, I need to get this out and I need to, you you know, because my mom and, uh, you know, her, her the genetic uh, uh, profile, and two of her sisters had breast cancer as well. So I was, you know, I am doing a double mastectomy. But then when my genetic profile results came back, they couldn't find any known variants in my genetic results. So I'm sitting for genetic counseling at, Sta- at Stanford. I had made up my mind that I was going to do a mastectomy. And I'm sitting there and they said, you don't have uh, any genetic reasons to do it now. I mean, they, maybe we haven't found that out yet uh, and typically one in eight women have breast cancer mm-hmm. and out of that about 10 percent only is from genetic sources and that number I thought that number was much higher, higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I come out of this and I'm like oh maybe I was you know so I could have been from the genetic sources that they haven't identified or from the you know general pool right and right. I just got lucky so um, the so I changed my decision I um, uh, started off with a lumpectomy and um, 
you know, I had two amazing uh, friends through this whole process. One, both survivors. One is Ratna, um, who's, who's going to be coming from next show week. Next week yeah. right. And the other yeah. is Anjali. And through this whole process, they were, you know, they went through their journeys. And I knew about their journeys only because they shared it, mm-hmm. right? And so they provided a lot of support and guidance for me through this whole process. Now, when I started off with Olympectomy, uh, I, um, uh, when I got the, the results back, unfortunately, in my case, uh, the tumor was larger than they thought, mm-hmm. and it had gone to one of the lymph nodes. Um, so I um, had to uh, go in for a second surgery, uh, and in this case, uh, I did a double mastectomy. Uh, so, uh, but the good news, uh, when they did the analysis and the pathology report for the tumor, is uh, they do this test called oncotype test now, where they look at the tumor and the recurrence rate of it, and they determine if chemotherapy is a good fit for you, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big change from just a few years ago where chemotherapy was mandated for pre- you know, pretty mm-hmm. much every type of breast cancer. So, uh, so in my case, I had a low oncotype score, which means that chemotherapy wasn't a benefit for me at this stage, but I have to be on this drug called tamoxifen mm-hmm. for about five to ten years, uh, which helps with the treatment. So I finished my mastectomy, and then there was a reconstruction phase, and then I finished the reconstruction process. So my last surgery was last December. Uh, and so since then, I've been back to running around, and I've been a full-time job in the city, uh, and uh, yeah, and back to uh, life as usual. Oh wow! Uh, and so that sh- and that shoulder pain. That was gone. This thing. So it's gone. After my second surgery, it went away. And I asked the doctor, I said, you know, are the two connected? connected. And he said, could be that the tumor was pressing against something that was Mm -hmm. triggering the pain. Or with the surgeries, we've cut off so many nerves, you're just not feeling the pain. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you, I think every woman always, of course, fears breast cancer. But then the next fear is always the mastectomy. Right. Because everybody feels naturally, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like a woman anymore. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this question yeah. blunt out, everybody. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of, uh, how can you educate our listeners on that in terms uh, of the reconstruction and how you feel now yeah. versus so, before you had it? Right. And, um, and that's a very personal dis- uh, de- decision, right? Yeah. So my mom, for example, she chose not to do a reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, I mean, right. that was her choice. Uh, but over here, uh, I mean, there are a lot of women who don't do reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, I did. Uh, and I have to tell you, there are amazing plastic surgeons uh, in, in, in the valley and I, I was fortunate to have a very good one at Stanford it's a personal choice uh, you have to be ready to accept it no right. matter what uh, mm-hmm. for me when I got around to it it, t- it took a while it took a, it took a few months for me to you know figure out what route I want to go whether I want to do a reconstruction whether I don't and it's a very invasive surgery how many surgeries was that um, it's actually a process so after you double mastectomy what they do is they put this tissue expander in mm-hmm. and then they expand the s- skin with saline over a you know a period, period of, of three time. four months okay. and then they do the uh, reconstruction after that and that too there are many options you can you can take a flap off your tummy and do you know a reconstruction there's liposuction they do and they they do but they make it look very natural and it's um, you know uh, wow yeah. so this is quite a journey this yeah. entire and you are you are how old 45 
Oh, firstly, for all our listeners, and if you're watching us on Facebook Live, then she doesn't look a day older <laughs> than 21, I'm going to say. You won't believe that she's got three kids. And then, so full of life. So, before I get to that, you know, how do you, you know, have this very positive, you know, vibe that you that we have here in the studio. But before that, tell us a little bit about the stigma around it. When you broke it to your parents, your in-laws, uh, because you have history of uh, cancer, was it easier for them? or So both my family, both my husband's side and my family, my father-in-law actually passed away with leukemia. Uh, oh. So cancer is very close and, you know, very close. And my brother-in-law is a doctor. So on their side, it was all support. I sure. mean, this was, you know, anything you need. Yeah. My parents... Uh, I, I broke the news to them through my brother who thought, I, you know, I thought he was going to handle it and he was the one who was <laughs> crying like a baby. And so it was a very difficult emotional moment, um, you know, for my siblings who couldn't be here with me, uh, but, uh, but were, you know, being part of the journey uh, on the other side. Uh, my parents, I think, because my mom went through it, it was a very uh, touchy f- subject sure. for her. But they both came here and were with me through the process, and I think that helped because they saw me running around. They're like, "Okay, mm-hmm. she's fine," and so they were able to. to so get if a you hold go uh, rewind the clock to yeah. when your mom was diagnosed yeah. with it at the time, what was your reaction? I was you? in in college. I was actually working uh, right after college, and um, at that time, I think she did a mastectomy. She was in chemo. She was in radiation, and it mm-hmm. just went one after the other and uh, so you saw her go through I, all of that I did yeah. see her go through that do you think that helped you or it I knew what was in store for me so mm-hmm. I don't think that if I didn't know maybe I wouldn't you know mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a little more uh, to worry about walk us through your own uh, you know inhibitions and the things that generally bother women right oh my yeah. god lose my hair will I look the same yeah. what is it going to do to me before you knew that you won't have to go to chemo yeah there are these uh, you know thoughts and questions and how did you do so that? I didn't know if I was going to go through chemo or not so I, I think just before my first surgery I went and cut my hair very short because I wanted to prepare myself for mm-hmm. uh, for you know what you don't know which path and that's yeah. and that's the toughest part sometimes because you're just waiting for one result after right. the other. other you don't know which mm-hmm. route to take uh, you're putting your life on hold you can't get an appointment for the surgery and these are backed up because it's you know there's so many surgeries that they do at Stanford and it's 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 just tough to get a slot, and so you're just putting your life on hold and waiting, and so that is a, that is a tough part. The the hair loss I've seen it firsthand uh, with my niece, with my mom, with my uh, father-in-law, and that's a very traumatic experience. And I am so fortunate I didn't have to go through it at that point. Right. Yeah. What would your message be to listeners, all the listeners today, um, who? maybe I've just found out they've got this or who live in fear of even going for a mammogram. I know so many women who just avoid going. They just think, ah, you know, I'm not going to do it or they don't have medical insurance and they just choose not to because I always say even if you don't have insurance, pay for this, get it done. Um, I mean, I have my mammogram scheduled on my calendar without fail. Yeah. I have this phobia and fear about it. But yeah. what would your advice be? So, so three things first. Uh, one is self-examination is key, right? Uh, make sure that if, if you're aware of changes in your, uh, in your breast, in your body, raise that up with a doctor. If the doctor doesn't listen to you, go to another doctor, mm-hmm. right? So I think self-examination is key. Uh, the second one is um, doing that mammogram if you're at the age where you can do it. Or if you have family history, make sure you get that baseline mammogram done. Uh, and not just you get done, but 
involve your friends, your sisters, your mom, make sure you create that village and the support system uh, to, uh, to get that mammogram done. Uh, the third is, in my case, I was doing the first two, uh, but I didn't know I had breast cancer. If you have dense tissue, make sure you follow up with an ultrasound. This is, this is something that, like you said, Renu, you know, not something we want to spend time, any more time doing mm -hmm. than we should, right? And, uh, but it's important. And, and I was also fortunate that I had the time and space because I quit my job with the shoulder pain, that I had the time and space to, to take care of myself during this recovery process because otherwise you're dealing with, you know, work commitments and trying to, you know, juggle all of these things together. So... Health so comes first. Seriously, yeah. so insightful. And because yeah. uh, this leaves me with the thought that we think that these things, eh, this is never going to happen to me. Or I'm doing everything by the book, but you know, you're caught with surprises in life. and Or you procrastinate and just not go for those appointments. You think, ah, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. And if you think about it, I mean, I ask myself a question. You'll go, if something happens, you'll do the self-examination. How many people actually do the self-examination? And, yeah. and even if you find yeah. something, yeah. you're like, no, it's nothing. Yeah. Right? It's nothing. I'm yeah. over thinking it yeah, yeah exactly yes yeah or you start or you look it up sometimes googling and then you think oh i found an answer to this it's yeah and like you said especially if you're working i mean you know you don't have the time for it i i think i'm going to find the answer in, on google and just let that be yeah. uh, so are your uh, kids listening to the show today they are <laughs> <laughs> what is your message to them while yeah. uh, while you were going through this and today that you look and back let's on not it. forget daddy Binu. hello <laughs> yeah, that's gonna come Reno. <laughs> my message to them is i mean they 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 provided me the inspiration, support, the positive spirit. I mean, they kept me going, right? Uh, I, I, I think because of their, uh, they were all positive. They even joked about it, and you know, the, through the process, which helped me. Um, so I, I never, I always knew I would come out of it. I didn't like sink into a, I'm right. not going to come out of this. So I think that definitely, all, I thank all of them for, uh, for keeping that spirit up. And now going forth ahead of you after. Yeah this it's are you do you feel you're going to be a, I mean you were already being very cautious is what are the steps you have to take now having found out now you're treated with breast cancer but what next do the doctors tell you to watch out for other areas ovarian so, uterus I mean do so uh, in my case, since I did a double mastectomy, um, usually after a lumpectomy, they recommend every six months to do a ultrasound or an MRI mm -hmm. or one of the two uh, or a mammogram. Uh, but in my case, since I've done a double mastectomy, I can't do those. So uh, I have to, I mean, just watch out for you know, symptoms and go to the doctor if I uh, feel anything uh, off. Yeah. And I would definitely say, you know, it's another uh, a big uh, cancer uh, that affects women is ovarian cancer and the uterus cancer. And those are not areas that you can do a self-examination right. necessarily. Sure. So I think it's simply any kind of signs of excessive bleeding, excessive pain, don't take it lightly. I mean, you know, you're fortunate with the breast, you can do an examination, and but with some, some of other areas, we cannot. So. Yeah, show up for that pain. Pap smear, yeah, yeah. yeah. That pap smear is very important. Sure, yeah. yeah. I yeah. hate those, but yeah. hey, you know, they have to be done. You've got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and in closing, 
How do you remain so positive? How did you remain? Were you positive it, throughout, or do you think it was? I'm, I, your it, it broke me. I have to say, yeah. uh, I thought I was strong, uh, but it broke me. But it took a village of my friends and family, uh, those who came to visit me, those who sent me messages. Uh, uh, my cousins were like praying all all night long when we had the surgery. Oh, so I had prayers in the gurudwara, in churches, in mosques, and temples. That's so wonderful. it took that village Village. to build me back up uh, and I think I'm stronger for that. Thank mm. you so much for being on our show and if people anyone wants to reach out to you and maybe have a private chat with you on Facebook is that okay? Absolutely and that's okay. the whole reason uh, yeah. you know I never used to be one to share my uh, health history uh, in on public forums but I'm doing that more because I certainly benefited from hearing Ratna's and Anjali's story and I want to be able to you know share that forward. And I think every journey is different. Every Absolutely. single Absolutely. journey, every single experience is so different. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our show. It's been such a pleasure and love to the uh, to Binu and Kate and Paul and Anya and I'm um, so proud of you guys and keep keep researching keep keep doing that yeah and my uh, shout out is to Anya <laughs> should we move what's the plan like well, I love it you can go to Atlanta on a holiday now yeah you can go on a holiday thank you yes. so much Maria for yeah. being with us thank and if you, you want to look up Maria it's Maria Devasi D-E-V-A-S-S-Y you can find her on Facebook or send me a message and I'll connect you and um this story is taking me back, you know, and it makes you think, okay, get in the car, self-examination. <laughs> Maybe not in this parking lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you have an amazing show, Reno. And oh, both thank you. you. Thank you great so job. much. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Thanks for having us. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We will be, uh, we and all the women who are listening tonight, they should text each other when they're done with the examination because I think this is so important and I no, never, I never do that. Yeah. And you know, if, if you don't know how to do an examination, Kate will tell you, Google it. Do <laughs> yeah. your research. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Why not? <laughs> All right. So we do have a little bit of time you want to talk about next week and what other things are happening at Genius Kids and Otherwise. Well, we, we just finished our Thanksgiving camp, which was great. And I finally got four days off. I heard. I only had, I know, I only had one day off the whole year. Wow. Literally. So I prayed, please give me the four days. So did I you enjoyed. Did you do anything fun? Shop. Okay. A little. I bought mm -hmm. an instant pot. And guys, I'm hooked on it. <laughs> you try the instant pot. I made butter chicken on Sunday. Super success. Monday was sabzi, uh, gobi with alu. Super success. That you could have anyway done in the, on the no, 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 no. So fast. Oh, really? Amazing. So if you haven't got an instant pot, get one. It is fabulous. All right. There are multiple groups for instant pot. I've joined pot. most of them. <laughs> I've All been right. I've joined most of them and I'm I'm giving my input already to so many groups. I I think it was a very overrated product, but no, it's not. I thought so too. You have to go get one. I have one. Maybe yeah. we should just exchange. And you're not recipes. using it. I am using it, but it's like a cooker, uh, overrated cooker. No, it's not. It's so quick. Butter chicken in less than thirty minutes. Beat that. All right, maybe I'm just not on the right recipes. We will <laughs> do a separate show all together on Instant Pot instant and other pot. ridiculous things that people buy on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I'm so glad to have you back. Thank you so much. It was Thank great you. talking to both of you. Thank you so much. You were listening to Candid Conversations. Dylan, we will see you back here next week. Stay tuned to Radio Zindagi. Jija.